actually before um before we start anything else, I was actually, <laughs> me and my. Uh... I love I love how you say actually as if as if we were like pro, right. You ready to record? Yeah, I'm ready to record. <laughs> oh, actually, <laughs> I have to make it sound natural. Well, that's the th- that's the trick now, isn't it? Everyone, that's what everyone does. They start their podcast in the middle of a, a conversation. You think, oh, what have I just missed? Nothing. It's all planned, probably. The old, uh, the old Melnick style. Yeah. <laughs> As you fade into me and Will sat in our respective teams' jerseys from like eight years ago. <laughs> that's how you know we're real fans. Yeah, that's true. That's true. What, what we should have done over the summer is recorded like a 24-hour episode and just split it up into 24 episodes. <laughs> then it would have really been just and just cut it straight on the hour. You can be halfway for a sentence or whatever. And just stop. That'd be that's natural podcasting. Organic that's true. podcasting. That's that's the opposite of organic, isn't it? Recording a one long one and then chopping it to pieces. All right, fucking yeah, Mister Collins. There we go. I was trying to. What's the other? What's the other dictionary? Begins with a W. Oh God! You're asking me. I'm an idiot. I don't know. Uh, yeah, it was a good test. Yeah. Oh, Sonic heads. I have oh, no idea. Really going to annoy me. The uh, well, not words. Oh, the words. Oxford one. Oxford. Uh, I think there's another one, isn't there? Well, yeah, the Oxford English Dictionary is like the dictionary, isn't it? Yeah, but what about the Collins? I like a good Collins. Ah, Collins is trash. What have they got? They ain't got nothing. <laughs> Collins is Collins is Oxford light. It's Diet Oxford. That's what that is. Yeah, mate, and Diet Coke's pretty... Um... Awful. It's, it's popular, though, isn't it? It is, but... I don't know. Mind you, I don't drink fizzy drinks anyway. I can't stand them. No? I just... No, I get, no. All, I get all bloated and shit. Being a um, being a, oh, I was call you a vegan. Being being straight edge. <laughs> all right, I thought, all right um, let's calm down. I'm not crazy. Jesus, steady on, steady yeah. on. Um, if you watched Bake Off this week, of course. There's a, a lot of animosity towards the old vegans, isn't there? Yeah, there is. I don't get it. Unnecessary amount. Yeah, well, no, yeah, completely unnecessary. It's very odd. The way the planet's going, we're going to have to all be vegan at some point because the, the growth of the human race is just rapidly accelerating past any kind of food production we can muster. So at some point, we're all going to be eating plants and berries and shit. Yeah, but I think it's going to move in such a way that like we're not going to be told about it. Like We're just going to end up... We're already eating like, GM food, aren't we? Without That's necessarily knowing about it. And we're just going to end up with like... you know Cows so genetically modified that they're not even cows anymore. They're just like mutant beetroot. Yeah, by the time your daughter gets to ten, it's going to be, Daddy, how 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 is there beef in the shop, but there are no cows in the fields? And you're just going to be like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> never thought about that, love. Um, yeah, never thought about that. <laughs> Shit. Don't ask, don't ask Daddy silly questions. Yeah. <laughs> Go back to YouTube. Don't talk to me. Or whatever it is. They're <laughs> all in the packets. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah. It's in a packet. It's red. It must be beef. It says so. It says so. It's like McDonald's. Like they're one hundred percent beef and um, beef burgers. Yeah, but how much of it like is certain parts of the cow, you know? How many ears are in there? How many hooves? There must be a fair yeah, percentage. Hooves aren't beef, are they? They're like bone. Can't be hooves. No, but I read if it's part of the cow, you can say legally on the on the ticket it's beef. So when they <laughs> so advertise you... it as all beef, as long as it's from the cow, be fine. You could have a cut a, a jar of teeth. Cow's teeth. <laughs> I call it 100% pure British beef. Dude, you know that saying, you don't want to see how the sausage is made? 
That's why. Trust me, I've seen sausages made. You do not want to see how the sausage is made. It's, it's funny you mentioned that. My, my dad, be, before he um, ventured into religion... Um... <laughs> That's a segue. <laughs> that is a fucking segue. Sausages, and then to your dad, and then religion. <laughs> Stay... Steady on, he was C of E, it's, it's C of E, it's fine. Um, okay. He used to, he was a, an accountant at a, a meatpacking factory. Okay. Um, so yeah, all, all growing up, it was probably like now, we can only have certain brands of meat and from certain shops and stuff. Just because what, in case knew. somebody saw him? Oh, no, I no, see me. No, because he, he, he knew, like, oh, yeah. like, he'd never let us buy wool sausages. Yeah, he knew which were the trash ones and which were the ones yeah, that were exactly. okay. And which were the ones that were fine. Yeah, yeah. New, new, new tricks of the trade and all that. Ah, oh, that's gross. <laughs> that's mm. so gross. Like, it's bad enough that he's refused to tell us what he's seen going to sausages. And bear in mind, this is back in, like, the, the early 80s and stuff, so it must have been absolutely diabolical. Oh, God, yeah. Because it has got better over the years, hasn't it? It's, it has, I mean, you know, as much as we I mean, like to you know, laugh about what's in stuff, it's at least better than it was back then. I, I wouldn't know, Dan. I haven't been a meatpacker for the last 40 years. So um, <laughs> I can't say with any... I would imagine it has, but I can't say with any confidence. It has, for sure. For sure. Oh, I've, yeah, I've seen, what, I've seen what gets put into sausages. <laughs> Dude, it's You, you say that, and, and yet in the last like five years, we've had a scandal over horse being in lasagnas, so... <laughs> it's it's gone better, but what at what cost? Did you care though? I mean, seriously, did you care? I mean, as someone who's never consumed a Finder's lasagna, no, I didn't care. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't just, yeah, it was in burgers and stuff, though, wasn't it? As well, it wasn't just in lasagna; it was in burgers and everything. Well, I, I don't think I can't say I've knowingly ever eaten a Finder's product. Full stop. But then it's the sort of thing that you know you could get a burger from, I don't know, wherever, like your local greasy trailer sort of thing and it might be a Finders burger you don't know yeah, you might don't be know. a horse burger that's the problem you just you never know alright but would it bother you though so I, I I serve you burgers and you're just eating the burgers and I say oh, by the way there's horse in that and you've already eaten it are you coming at me with a knife or do you just go alright <laughs> coming at me with a knife <laughs> I'll fucking might kill do. you <laughs> oh mate um I <laughs> I don't know. Like, I feel like I'm, I'm trained to think that that's wrong and disgusting. Even though horse meat is no different to any other meat, really. Um, <sighs> don't let horse lovers, don't let horse lovers hear you say that because they will come after you with a knife. I know, I know, but, but I know. I reckon horse Did meat's they... got to be crap, otherwise we would eat them. You know. No, it's not. It's nice. Did I tell you about the? Um... <laughs> All right. No, this, Daddy, there's a story. Daddy there's a, there's a story. <laughs> Danny Finders over here. <laughs> Did I tell you about the restaurant near us that serves like all the wacky food? Yeah, like you just had to eat all of it. Yeah, right. You're a fat bastard. Well, so <laughs> I didn't eat all of it in one go. So one night <laughs> we went to the we went to this place and there was a couple, a, a man and a woman sat on a on a two seater table. We were on, I think there was maybe four or five of us, and I ordered um, steak. Something else because you get you get three to choose you get three meats to choose from so you get a fillet steak whatever and then oh like a sort of, like a sort of mixed grill kind of thing kind of yeah and then you get so you get like three pieces of meat I had steak I want to say the other one was python but it was oh, mate. something completely wacky or it might have been crocodile anyway the I, I've, heard, I've I got, heard of people eating crocodile but not not snake I reckon snake's proper tat no it was all right it's not great but it's it's fine. 
You can, you know, say you can't remember whether it was snake. You can't say that snake's good, and you can't remember whether you've eaten snake or not. No, but I can't because you're not going to remember the what you know. You don't remember something that's just okay, do you? Like if it was terrible, I would say yeah, it's terrible. Or if it was the best thing ever, I would say it was amazing. But it was yeah, just true. fine. So, um, but anyway, but then my third one I chose was horse. And my wife said to me, she said, that woman over there has just given you the most deathly stare ever. <laughs> I think because I ordered the horse steak. But it was nice, though. Mate, if you're, that, if you're that sort of chewed up by someone eating horse, don't go to the restaurant where they serve horse. Yeah, I know. That's my, maybe, my worldly advice. Maybe they didn't know, though. It's not like advertised outside or anything. You don't really know until you go inside and look at the menu. Uh, oh, wow, yeah, okay. But- they serve horse and gazelle and zebra and python and so on. Yeah, but then surely they've got their menus by that point, and and if it if it messes you up that much, leave or or even, I it's a very rare occasion nowadays that I go out for dinner and don't scour the menu all day before I try to think about what I want to eat. Are you one of those guys? You like to go unprepared? Like I sometimes I actively want to wait and see. But it's just if I'm a bit hungry and I'm looking forward to going out, like, oh, come on. What we got? What's on yeah, yeah. boys? What have we got here? Anyway. Tell you what, I original had, fr- oh, had, go on. Had, fr- had fried ravioli for the first time the other day. I was pretty, uh, pretty bad boy. Fried ravioli? Do you know what? I've never had that. It's good. I'd, uh, I'd recommend it. It's pretty pretty tasty. No way. What was inside? Yeah. Uh, I think it was like a mixture of cheese and then it had like... It was parmesan on top, but it felt like sort of almost like evaporated parmesan. So it was like really dry and crisp. So you're trying to give yourself a heart attack? Is that what I'm getting? Your deep fried uh, ravioli covered in cheese? Fuck's sake! Well, why don't you just cover it chocolate with as well? Yeah, why don't you just cover like it in chocolate and bacon as well? That's fine. I had like a spicy ragu dip with it, so it was basically. Um, oh, it's basically vegetables. Healthy. Isn't it? Yeah, 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 exactly. It's got at least one tomato in it and a chili. <laughs> chili is a vegetable. That's two or five a day, right there. Oh, plus it was it was all Jamie Oliver, so it's it's fine. Oh yeah, it's yeah, loads of uh, loads of horse cheese, probably. <laughs> oh, horse cheese, isn't that the stuff oh. Steve ate in our jackass? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. As I was going to say, ten minutes ago, my original I actually did have a thing to say. It was a tiny little quick game for you. Wait, because... was it about horse? Because I've got one more no. thing to say about horses. It's... Oh God, do your horse thing then. Alright, alright, alright. I won't say too much because it is like pretty confidential, but like to do with what I was doing for work today, um, went out and visited someone whose mother uh, has apparently been. So I was I was shadowing, so I didn't get to ask too many questions because I wasn't really in control of the situation. But this woman's mother had been kicked in the face by a horse. Fuck! Yeah, man. And it gets worse. So, like. It split her jawbone. Oh. And, like, the dentist wants to take all her teeth out because all her teeth are mashed. But if they take the teeth out, her jaw's just going to fall to pieces. Oh, is my that, God. Is that not the worst thing ever? Oh, my God. I know. <laughs> like, Jesus Christ. Bloody hell. How... What, what do you even do? Like, because because the gap's getting bigger. They haven't taken any teeth out, but the gap still. Her jaw is like separating like the bloody two bits of the Titanic. Oh my god! It's getting it's, it's the gap's getting bigger by the day. 
I would imagine so. By the second, some would say. Jesus. In very small increments. But yeah, and oh, mate, like, what what do you even do? That is, um, that's too much, isn't it? What do you even do? Here's my question for you, Will. What do you even do? Why are you going to meet a woman who's been kicked in the face by a horse? What the fuck no, is your a, job? It was an unrelated incident. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't meet the woman. I didn't just meet the woman. out on the street. It's unrelated. <laughs> you were just no, driving it was, um, past. Like, oh. No, because I, I work in I work in children's services now, so it was um, a visit to somebody who required help from the state with uh, with various okay. things. There we go. Okay, and now we're getting there. Yep. Right. It, it just came uh, came across as uh, I think we were doing significant life events. <laughs> I One mean, being as, your, your as goes injuries to jail, go. the other being your mum gets kicked in the face by a horse. I mean, a horse, yeah. As you do. As injuries go, that is pretty fucking impressive, though, isn't it? I mean, if it all gets sorted out, that's a hell of a story. Yeah, but if you were listening to the story, Dan. No, I get it. There's a fair chance it won't sorted get sorted out. out. <laughs> like, yeah. That is. That's, that's not. Well, unless you a... get. Unless someone wants to remake the bloody six million dollar man, I don't think you're getting anywhere. <laughs> the six pound fifty the six pound fifty jaw. <laughs> well, that's some old Wrigley's extra. Plastic yeah. uh, bands. Are you familiar with the tale of Jack and Jill and how they mended things with vinegar and brown paper, madam? <laughs> we've got 10,000 we've got all the king's horses and all the king's men and they're going to try and put you back together again <laughs> come on Will let's not laugh it's a woman's life bloody <laughs> <God. laughs> I feel like horse. oh my god I feel like somewhere in my statement of particulars this is classed as gross misconduct <laughs> <laughs> you're going to be in the, you're going to be into head office tomorrow morning uh, excuse me Will we need to talk to you about something <laughs> <laughs> they explain oh so you're a fan are you <laughs> yeah no way we've got a fan follows on Twitter <laughs> bloody hell kicked in the face right, so by you, a horse so, <sighs> sorry so you, you've got a game and being kicked in the face by a horse is not a game <laughs> So before um, my daughter went to bed, we were just, um, I I think we were just doing colouring or something like that. So I always put, when we're doing like a menial task, I just put music on in the background. And uh, I just put, um, like, because I like obviously metal music, rock music. So Pantera was on. And my daughter's, yeah, my daughter's kind of, so when she's in my wife's car, she listens to sort of local radio. So there's a fair bit of like dance music, R&B, that kind of thing. When she's in my car... It's either metal music or my wife just my wife just mouths shit. It's either metal music or classical music in my car. So I was just thinking because I know you're a fan of like rock music, metal music, whatever. I'm gonna give you uh, one, two, three, four, five, six. And I'm gonna give you nine bands, and I'm gonna give you your one take opinion on them. Should you smash them to pieces? So say smash. Should they get all the monies? So you say cash. Or do you not have a, an opinion? So you say pash. 
Smash casual pash. Smash casual patch. So I'm just going to because I'm just curious, like what, like what's your, um, what your opinions are on these bands? Mind you, these are just the first nine I thought of. So anyway, all right, Nirvana, Pash, what? Like, so Mind I, you, I guess I you missed it. You're too. I, late, I, don't, I don't know. No, I, don't, I like a bit. There are a couple of songs that I do really like, but it's just a band that I've never given time to. I'm sure if I listened to more Nirvana, I would like it, but I haven't listened to enough to formulate a proper opinion. Like, it's I think one of those fantastic song. Yeah, one of those things where you look back and think, I don't quite get all the fuss. Like, what was the big deal really? Yeah, but those... I can. I, yeah, exactly. Like, I can never place myself in, you know, what that, Reading '93 yeah. or whatever it was. Like, I can't. Yeah, yeah. Because music's moved on since then, but like, yeah, I, I just don't have enough. I don't really have enough data to formulate an opinion, man. Fair enough. Uh, Blink one eight two. Oh, cash, cash, cash. Well, we're doing whatever. We're, we're, it depends when we're talking. That's a well. The the whole. Oh, that's a good. Point. Well, no, you've well, got the whole catalogue. Yeah, it's, it's cash no matter what. It's yeah, cash, cash no matter what. But um, yeah, anything after the Untitled album is is a little bit uh, ropey for me. Yeah, yeah. ropey is probably a better word for it. Yeah, lots of hits and misses. Uh, okay, uh, Green Day. Um. Pash again, like really? I d- yeah, I d- Green Green Day are fine, but I wouldn't smash them, and I wouldn't give them loads of cash. And again, I haven't gone back and listened to like I've never listened to Dookie. I've, I've never listened to any of their good old albums. I smashed American Idiot when I was a kid, but yeah. I found interesting with Green Day was that they just disappeared off the face of the planet for about five years, and then they came back, and the whole world seemed to love them. Not just like my little corner of the world. That loved them that, earlier on. Was that when they came back with American Idiot then? Yeah. They come back with American Idiot and When September Ends and all this oh, stuff man, and everyone's like, song. oh my God, they're amazing. I was like, oh. That's the thing, like... They've kind of broken the mainstream so... like 20 years later. It's such a pony album though, American Idiot. Do you reckon? Yeah, I think so. Like There are some, there are some good bits, but... But like... Yeah, the thing as a whole, when you when you step back and look at it, it's like ah, it's actually a bit tat. Yeah, no, there's like two, there's like two big hits, and then that's it. There's just a load of filler, basically. Okay, like even even the songs that like Saint Jimmy used to be a bit of a jam of mine, but I just uh, it's just not really that. They're the sort of band that I think once you listen to other bands in the genre, well, that album specifically, I'm sure if you yeah. listen to an older Green Day album, you're like, oh well, yeah, this is what Green Day should sound like. This. You know, black eyeliner and red tie thing is just a poor imitation. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, Queens of the Stone Age. Oh, cash, 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 cash. Thank God. <sighs> I can breathe. That's okay. But I would say that you said about albums. The only band I can listen to every song on every album now. I can't. I, I don't skip any of their songs. And I think not even, not even one. That's that's got to be a lie. <laughs> Honestly, no. I don't skip any songs on any album. And I can put any album on at any time and I will listen to it all the way through. Because I feel That's that their album... I feel that Josh produces and whoever's producing or like when Josh gets together, their albums are written as albums. He doesn't just put 10 songs in a box. It's like, okay, this is the start of the album. This is the end. Especially like, um, like you know, Songs for the Deaf, which is probably their, you know, their biggest one. Yeah. That whole album is a journey driving down 
sort of like the coasting is it California or through the desert or something isn't it that's the idea is that you listen to that and it's the mm. whole way through so yeah cool cash okay um, Avenge Sevenfold smash <laughs> smash smash them into pieces um, oh my god why I need to know I need to know why if it's if in, and 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 an answer good enough is I just fucking hate them. That's a good enough answer for me. Like I, I'm I'm sorry to say, Dad. I, I don't know if you're an A7X fan, but um, <laughs> they're just particular. awful. They're just absolutely diabolical. There's there's a particular song. There's a particular song. I've got to remember what it's called. And um, Joe, if you're listening, my old friend Joe. Shout is that Joe from, Joe, is that Joe from the podcast? Who's, Joe, Joe, Joe. <laughs> Joe from Joe. the podcast. <laughs> um, oh, is it Peace of Heaven? Is that a song called Peace of Heaven? I don't know. Like I said, I'm not that big a fan. Okay, yeah, A Little Peace of Heaven, and it is the most offensively diabolical song ever. I, it's, <laughs> it's one of those things, you know, like you had in-jokes from the past when you were younger, yeah. Yeah. and you, you know like roughly what it was, but you can't remember the particulars. Yeah, there's definitely a bit of that song that is crease, creasingly like you know it will have you in absolute creases because it's just so bad. Fair enough, fair enough. Do you so know what's funny? Avenged Sevenfold is when they when when they start their whichever song it is I've heard of theirs. Thirty seconds in, I'm like, yes, this will do me. Let's go. Then after two minutes, I think, no, I can't. I turn it off. I'm done. <laughs> I can I can handle them for about two minutes, and I'm just nope, done. Sorry, turn it off. Can't, can't this go. is too much. I, yeah, I, I, I haven't listened to any of Avenged Sevenfold in... Oh, it's got to be close, at least six years. But, like, mate, <laughs> what I remember is just, it's just awful. Absolutely awful. All right, Metallica. I've got to say Smash. I've got to say Smash. <gasps> no! Like, I'd, I respect He's what they did smashing for... Smashing Metallica, oh my God. With, with gusto. Like I appreciate what they did for for metal music, but oh, mate, I just can't I can't deal with it. They're covering wow. whiskey in the jars, alright, but nah, I can't I can't get on with it. I don't. Yeah, traditionalists might say you're a fucking dweeb, but I'm I'm a fucking dweeb, Dan. That's just how it is. No, fair enough. You heard here first. Uh, well, in that case, I know which way this is gonna go because oh god, good Charlotte. Oh mate, trash, <laughs> smash, whatever it is, smash, smash them in the trash. Oh, this is the one I. This is the one I almost like cut my eyes out just typing. I fucking hate them so much. I hate them. I'm sure they're all lovely guys, but I hope they all just die in a horrific boat accident. I can't take it. Sorry, stop making music now because it just I, offends my ears. I love when they tried to make that like move from being just proper. Poppy, poppy, pop punk to something a bit more serious. And they brought out, what was it? Um, keep your hands off my girl. Oh god, that song, incredible, absolutely incredible. They're just awful, and I hate them. Okay, uh, Panic at the Disco. This it's a hard one because their their first album was really good. Um, I'm gonna say, I think I'm gonna say Cash, which Ooh. probably goes against my better judgment. But um, yeah, their first album was really good. Like it was really interesting. Um, I agree. I th- I thought the um... 
<laughs> Welcome to two music critics, one book. <laughs> oh no! Just, what were we twenty, thirty minutes in? No, well, I don't know. Whatever. But yeah, the first album. Yeah, the lyrics on the first album are amazingly written. Some of the words he gets into those songs, I just think, Jesus, how did you fit that word into there? Uh, that no, point the, is... the arrangement's fantastic as well. And, yeah. and since they sort of went their own ways. Um, They've just morphed into a decent pop rock. Well, Brendan Urie has become a decent pop rock man. Yeah, that's that's fine by me. That's fine Fair by enough. me. Last one, and I thought I'd finish with like a kind of a new British band on the rise, uh, Royal Blood. I'd, I'm I'm gonna have to say Pash because okay, I can't remember what whatever their big hit was is like the only song I've heard. Um, yeah, I just. They they were fine. Like it's interesting that they're just a two piece with a bassist. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I see, like where they've where I've only heard their like radio songs, I don't feel I can make a proper opinion on the band themselves because I don't know to an extent. For me, like how a band, what a band actually is, is like the stuff that they just made before they sort of break it. You know what I mean? Yeah, when you're just yeah, making totally. music for the sake for the sake of making music, like that's what you're actually doing. Like, you can't. Um, yeah, you can say for certain there wasn't any sort of interference of oh, I think we should do this. I think you should do that from record execs or whatever. So, yes, yeah, it's, it's a patch for Royal Blood, but a, a positive leaning patch because I don't know. I wouldn't listen to them, but fair play for what they're doing. You know, a bit like yeah, um, yeah. like slaves. Slaves aren't exactly my thing, but you know big up what, what they're doing sort of thing yeah well there we go some shockers in there some surprises for sure smashing Metallica was a I was not expecting that but there you go I'll, I'll do it again in <laughs> moments without hesitation <laughs> alright then what should we start with what do you want to do well we've gotten this far in and uh, you haven't mentioned Grand Design so what's um, <laughs> what's the deal with that we're not doing that. We're going to save that to next week. We've done twenty. We need to do some hockey. Jesus Christ! I'm going to save oh, that you, for next week. You big wuss. Because um, that's uh, my grand designs rant. Isn't really a rant. It's just a wondering <laughs> about people and how they are. So I'm going to save that for next week. Yeah, I feel, I feel like it's going to be a good one. Tune, yeah. tune in next week. <laughs> <laughs> and, and who knows? By the time we're talking about grand designs and um, you know talking about people with a lot of money wasting it on things that people couldn't conceive you you know average people couldn't imagine spending money on or worrying about putting yourself through the stress for the sake of money um Go on. we could talk about someone else who's putting himself potentially through a lot of stress for potentially a lot of money and um a lot of grand designs we're halfway through the process and not really a lot has happened it's william nylander it is william nylander this is really this is okay so I find this whole situation you know what as well just want to quickly say shout out to the Leafs fans out there I still don't want you to win the cup okay I'm not that's my stance is not changing I'm in on that stance now because I just, it's still unbearable but god damn it that team is fun to watch oh my god if they oh, mate, you saw it from opening night didn't you and that's without oh, one of the top four forwards I know man it's so exciting they're so exciting Power plays offensive. They're just goals, goals, goals. They're on pace of 400 goals this year. Now, will they hasn't keep that, it up? Probably not, but... Hasn't Morgan Riley got, like, 10 points already? Yeah. 
<laughs> ten points in. Was it four games, three games? Something ridiculous <laughs> like that. Like Morgan Riley, hundred and fifty point scorer. <laughs> All assists as well. We know goals. Just keeps feeding uh, Matthews into virus. Yeah, I, so, I reckon I could have ten points in three games of that. I, actually, I yeah, just, yeah, it's a fair point. I feel like there's been a bit of a a freaky Friday swap here because you know how for the for the last like twelve weeks you've been moaning about all the Tavares talk on your Twitter timeline, and I've been gloating about how I've seen very little of it. For the last like two or three days, I've seen nothing but <laughs> varying <laughs> takes on William Nealon. <laughs> There you go. Go on then, Will. Yes. What's your take on Nylander? My, my take on William Nylander is nothing's fucking happened, so I haven't got a fucking take. Like, <laughs> you know, like it's, it's a bit weird that he hasn't signed, but I, d- I don't know. Like, He's not... As far, as far as I'm aware, I might have missed some significant things because it seems like I have this week, but he hasn't come out to the media. He's not said, like, oh, I'm unhappy. I don't want to be a Toronto Maple Leaf. He hasn't put in a trade request. His agent hasn't even said... Oh, the Leafs are only offering him, um, you know, his qualifying offer or anything like that. Like, there's no, there is no news because there's no news, you know? I think it's interesting because um, up until a few weeks ago, obviously, we were, you know, they were talking about he should get this money, he should get that money. The Leafs start playing and just banging goals in for fun. So now I'm wondering if his agent's sitting there thinking, shit, what am I going to do now? How am I going to spin this? That that's the thing, and you've got loads of people saying, "Oh, yeah, we don't need William Nylander because we've got Kasperi Kapanen or whatever." Like, yeah, we're we're banging in goals and winning games without William Nylander. Like, don't don't fucking lie to yourself. Like, of course you still need William Nylander. It's like you know, like for the for the bees last year, Patrice Bergeron goes down, Riley Nash is performing you know well above his station and very admirably as their one C, and they're still winning games. You know, yeah, senior Bruins fans turn around saying, "Oh, we don't need Bergeron anymore. We have got Riley Nash." Like, it's it's a just, good take. I like that. That's a yeah, it's a good it's, point. It's moronic. It's absolutely moronic. Like, I hope it ends up in the end <laughs> getting traded because that'd also be moronic. But I, I think like this whole saga in like ten, fifteen, twenty years, whatever. At some point down the line, when Nylander's had a, a perfectly good NHL career, you know, maybe cracked a thousand games, whatever, scored a 0.75 per game pace or whatever you know, been a perfectly good NHLer you're going to look him up on Wikipedia or some kid's going to look him up oh William Nylander yeah I've heard about him I wonder what his stats were like or whatever and then you see the 2018-2019 season oh he only played 75 games oh he must have got injured and then nobody's like whatever it's, it's such an in the moment thing that the whole hockey world is obsessing about and quite frankly a week after he's signed, nobody's going to give a shit anymore. No, it's true. It's true. Yeah, but that's what's that's what that's what happens with everyone, isn't it? If if yeah, a guy is RFA and he's not signing, and the reasons are, and we don't know the reasons why. He, well, clearly money in turn, but you know, it was kind of we're going to speculate because there isn't actually anything coming out from either side. No one's saying we've offered him this. He's not saying I want this. So yeah, you know, you're going to get speculation, and now, oh, but that's why it becomes interesting because I think some people maybe thought. Well, without Nylander, you know, I'd, are the Leafs going to struggle somewhat? You know, are they going to put wins together? If they start off bad, what happens then? But the opposite's happened, and they've started off just offensively, let's be honest here, terrifying. So now it's... I, I'm intrigued because the conversation is now flipped on its head, is that it's not, can they cope without him? 
it's maybe now, oh, they're going to trade him. And I like the idea, you know, now it's turned to, well, maybe they trade him for a defenseman or something. I think the um, the wise thing to do, if I, if I was Carl Dubas, would be obviously get Nylander locked up, because in the long run he's going to be a better player than Kasperi Kapanen. But the second you flip, uh, sorry, the second you sign Nylander, get Kapanen on the trade block and start fielding offers for him. Yeah, yeah. Because he's, he's the sort of player that I don't think they're going to have the space in, like, you know, he's not going to be a top six winger for him. Plays in the right wing, you've got Marner and Nylander. And, yeah, there's no need to transition Nylander to centre now that you've got um, Tavares and you've obviously got Matthews and Kadri. Yeah. So, you know, while you could, you know, having Kasperi Kapanen on your, on your right wing, on your third line, that's fantastic. But I think you could do better to flip him for a D-man. Then, yeah, because uh, if he, and if he starts performing as well, he's going to want to get paid, and then we're back <laughs> we're back here again, aren't we? Yeah, absolutely. I don't think his stock's ever going to be higher than it is right now because he's no, you know, he's not. on a tourist stop, and he's proven he can hang with the big boys, out of Austin Matthews. Yeah, like we said, then when you got you know you got to sell when you're at your highest point. Mm. Um, yeah, absolutely. It'd be the smart thing to do, I think. I I I made the point last week or the week before about um, if the Leafs want to sign. Uh, Matthews, Marner, Nylander, as well as obviously having Tavares. Do you want to really wrap up 45% of your cap on four players? So I did a little bit of digging and uh, the 2017 Penguins did exactly this <laughs> when they won the cup. Well, yeah, well, they'd have had Sid, Gino, uh, Kessel and... Latang. Uh, Latang, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Latang didn't even really play. Can they even play? And then the caps were at 40... I think the caps were at 40% last year. So yeah, so what, Backstrom, Ov, Kuzi, Kuz, yeah, and Oshi, and... Oshi, yeah, there you go. Because John Carlson so, yeah. was making pittance last year, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. Like so four yeah, points on there it. you go, there you go. It's, po- it's po- totally possible. I was uh, I was totally wrong on that one. There you go. What Jeez. I want to see, what I really, really want to see, Dan, is then <laughs> yeah. lock up. Willie Nylander say like yeah seven mil for eight years seven seven mil each year yeah AAV and then he just stutters out of the gate just just has a bit of a stuff he's behind the pace maybe he has a cheeky little healthy scratch just <laughs> fucking oh, oh. just for the fallout just for the fallout as a wise man once said Dan and I'm sure you've never heard this quote before. Some men just want to watch the world burn. It is true. It is true. I don't want to watch the world burn. I just want to watch Sportnet, Sportsnet burn to the ground. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, it's unbearable. It is unbearable. I mean, I, I, I would say, I would say that the Leafs take up what forty percent of of all the headlines put together. When you I, front, def- when you go on the front page of Sportsnet, it's in, it's a fucking horror show. It's just just blue and white everywhere. Go on. I I was just going to say, I definitely know much more about the Leafs than, you know, my knowledge would go, you know, team by team, stars, Leafs, everybody else. Yeah, same here. I I know way more about the Leafs just through osmosis than any other team. And it's, yeah, it's not even close. Like, you know, I've heard of Semyon Del... Der Agnashevich or however you say his bloody name but I've not heard of any other 
17, 18 year old centre prospect for any other team. <laughs> that, you, know, they, you know what I mean? It's not bloody Jesperi Cockaniemi. Like, yeah, it's true. It's fucking yeah, Adam Brooks. I don't know who the Blues equivalent of Adam Brooks is. Jeremy Bracco, <laughs> like. I don't know. No, but it's, it's true. It's just how it is. Like, I don't know. I was trying to think of a, of a footballing equivalent, but I don't think. Yeah, you, I, I bet those in the Arsenal reserves squad, let alone anyone else's. There's just a different culture around like prospects and and understanding the whole, the whole scope of a of an organisation or team rather than just focusing on the first team, as it were. There really isn't. I don't think there because I was think I was thinking about footy as well actually because I had a comparison between the Leafs and um, the Newcastle team of 1996 when they signed Alan they signed Alan Shearer because it was like local boy coming home already got an established team he'll get them over the hump how are you going to fit him in they've got all these star players they've got Janola they've got um, Les Ferdinand they signed oh god they signed Philippe Albert for all this money oh god loads of other players they signed David Batty they signed Aspria. And you're just thinking, like, where's Alan Shearer going to fit in? How's he fit in? And they just they started off ridiculously hot. And as you know, as you know, they get to Christmas twelve points clear. At the end of the season, they just they lose. You know, they just can't keep it up. They just get so far ahead of themselves. They just end up dying out. And then, like you say, I was thinking about like the uh, the media thing. And the only thing I could think of was be would be Man United in their heyday. Is that like a lot of reports were always about Man U? But then I thought, well. There were still reports about the teams that were chasing them. So there would always be reports about if it was Chelsea or if it was Arsenal or if it was Liverpool or whoever. But I can't think of anything else like this in any sport that I've ever watched where one team gets so much of the of the press. Like from a national corporation. Yeah, nothing that I've ever like you know, followed religiously. I suppose the comparison would be you know, closer to sort of... Um, like single player sports like Tiger or like Tiger in golf and yeah like probably not tennis because you've still got like the big four really haven't you um, yeah 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 I, I don't know enough about any other sports really I suppose like American football you've got like the Patriots and then before that the Cowboys I suppose but it's it's not it it seems like <laughs> it seems like Sportsnet is is a Leafs blog sometimes and that's that's what it is. Whereas I feel in other teams, but there's always other teams to talk about. Even even when like with the cat, you know, when the Cowboys were the big team, there was always the teams chasing them would always get headlines as well. So it was the Forty ers or whatever, you know. Um, yeah, very. And odd. the thing that the thing that really sets the Leafs apart for you know, the Leafs and the NHL apart from other leagues and other teams is the fact that it's endured for a hundred years. Yeah, it's not just you know, like now Man City are in are in. Um, in the press a lot because they're the best team on the planet, arguably. Yeah. You know, before that, like you say, it was Man United back in the day. At one point, it was Chelsea. Um, you know, for varying other leagues, it's just you get a lot of articles on the best team, and that's understandable. With this, rain or shine, win or lose, the Leafs are on the front page. Yeah, that's that's it for me. Is that you can understand it if they were the best team, and I mean they. They will win a playoff series this year. I can't imagine for one second they won't. I mean, you know, there is a fair chance they'll win the Cup this year. Because... Yeah, but what if they come second or third with Tampa? I mean, yeah, maybe they will. But I, I still feel they're going to win a playoff series this year. I just I just do. But, I mean, whatever, yeah. But that, yeah, that's the point, isn't it? They've not won a playoff series since God knows when. And they're still, 
you know, like 40, 41 years later, <laughs> after winning the cup, they're still on the front page all the time with more than one article about things that aren't even news. Eric Lindros thinks Tavares is a good signing. Great. Why Why is this a headline again? Sorry. Oh, no. What have I done? <laughs> yeah. Oh, dear. Hey. hey t- Christ, this is a good segue. Something else that we're wondering, why is this news? Did you see the Preds, uh, the Preds banner raising the other night, Will? Your Nashville Predators claimed their first ever regular season Western Conference title with an overall record of 53, 18, and 11. Oh, um, regular season Western Conference champions. What the fuck is this? Whose idea is this? I mean, oh my god. The um, the chief banner raising officer, obviously. And oh. I don't know, like I'm just a bit apathetic towards it. Like, yeah, it's a, it's a bit silly. It's a little bit silly, but but then that's that's where the silly part of hockey comes in compared to other sports. Like, you know, who's yeah, you know, in football you can't say, Oh, we won we won the FA Cup, therefore we're the nuts and whoever won the Premier League is not the nuts. But I, th- I think the silly, I think the silly thing about the Predators banner raising is like they've got the President's Trophy banner, yeah. so it's like <laughs> exactly that, that's the problem where they're like it's just two banners saying you know when you've got a banner that overrides your other banner, <laughs> you, you kind of but then most teams will hang like you know uh, the cap didn't the Caps hang a, an Eastern Conference champions banner as well or yeah yeah. Yeah, see, that's that's the problem. It's not just a pre- it's it's a whole culture of banner raising, and it should be ridiculed. Will it should be ridiculed in a sport where the ultimate goal is to win one trophy? That's it. There is no second place. I mean, well, clearly there is a second place in NHL because it's the Vegas Golden Knights. But there's no. That's it. You're second. You may as well not even bother. Forget it. It's all about winning that cup. Now, fair there's enough. No... Presidents. The President's Trophy is a thing that, you know, fine. You're the best team in the regular season. Okay. But... I can't say I know <laughs> what it looks like. No, yeah. If there was a lineup, if some if some NHL trophies robbed the bank and I was a witness, I don't know if I could pick out the President's Trophy in a lineup if they're all put together. I think I could, oh. but I don't know. Oh, mate, it's a bit... It's a bit gross. Oh, God. I'm not, I'm not a fan of it. Personally, surely it should just be a bust of the current president. <laughs> the president's trophy, <laughs> just a big, just a big like bronzed Donald Trump statue. <laughs> Imagine if they had to change, like you know, so it would have been like the Clinton trophy, the the Bush trophy, the <laughs> the Trump trophy. I've seen a few Bush trophies in my time. Well, let me tell you, <laughs> hey. zing. I'm here all week, folks. Don't forget to tip your waitress. Um, do you know what it was about this banner raising that really... It's the word regular. <laughs> the word regular does not belong in the rafters. I'm sorry. Regular. I, I, I get it. It's the regular season. But that word just doesn't sit right on a banner. Reg- regular. Regular. Here's, here's, here's our banner for outstanding achievement with the word regular on it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Regular in sort of body tree movements is just a shoulder shrug. That's all that banner is. It's just a, nah, 
Alright. Regular regular season. Well done. And it's I just it's terrible. They it's, could have it's had a still it's a big achievement. Don't don't get me wrong. But um Yeah, but like you say that when you've got the president's trophy banner next to it. It just looks shit. It looks even worse then. <clears throat> and it's because it's, it's worse by comparison. And I think where it's like it it's not something that's recognised by the league. Yeah, this is this is yeah. It, it did happen, but there's not a trophy for it. Yeah, the league don't, you know, advertise the fact that the national predators came first in the West in the regular season, right? And to an extent, it's a it's a skewed, it's sort of a skewed win saying that you win the conference in the regular season because you play different teams at different amounts of times compared to other people. Granted, the predators had it harder than say teams in the Pacific. They didn't get to beat up on the Coyotes five times, but it's still not. Yeah, it's not a not a fair. fair it's not a sort of level playing field. So it's um, a bit of a hollow achievement in itself. It's like a team having a most clean sheets banner, or you know, top goal scorer banner or something. It's just it's not a thing. Sorry, banners for the sake of banners. Yeah, I'd, I mean, I'd think I'd rather, have, go on. I'd, I'd rather my team have. And this is very hypocritical because the Dallas Stars have a Western Conference regular season champions banner, but <laughs> that's not my fault. I I just think like I'd rather have fewer banners with genuine achievements than you know trying to fill your rafters up with with nonsense. Yeah, that's weird. That's the that's weird. That's the weird thing I don't understand is that you're celebrating. You're celebrating just like good. You're not celebrating great. So when you retire a player's number, awesome. He must have been fucking amazing. So yeah, get his number up there, get it in the rafters, get it retired. Great stuff. You and the President's Trophy. To be the best team in the league statistically over 82 games, that is an achievement. I understand it can sometimes not, well, usually it counts for nothing um, in the end, if you you go crashing out of the playoffs. Uh, But at least it's that's an achievement to be the best team over eighty-two games. Obviously, winning the cup is obvious. Even winning, you know, even winning the um, the Store West games, you know, the, the the those series. That's you know, that's an achievement. But just regular season, <laughs> you know. And they could so, have had. Go on. What's what's worse then? <laughs> yeah. The this this regular season Western Conference champion. Or the Billy Joel banner hanging at the top oh. of Madison Square Garden. It's Billy Joel. It's Billy Joel. But the man's played 100 gigs at MSG. <laughs> I don't give a shit. There's probably there's probably security guard there who's been working there for 45 years. Where's his banner? There's probably a guy there on the ice cream stand who's been serving 99s for the past 20 years. You know, where's most 99s sold in history? Where's his banner? You know. Mike, Gr- Mike Griffin, <laughs> most flakes dipped in. They don't sell 99s at MSG, Dan. Come I on. I don't know. They don't have 99s in America, do they? They don't. They don't. They just call it soft serve or whatever, don't they? Yeah, whatever it is. Fucking but it's like, yeah, it's like having the fucking Rocky statue in Philadelphia. It's not real. <laughs> it's not real. That's so good. That is it's the fucking... best thing ever. Oh, Jesus. I can't even think of an alternative with doing this country. 
I just maybe there is stuff I don't know because I try not to notice those kinds of things. But at least all our all our statues over here of like old white people who kept slaves and stuff, uh, people who That's did true. some real good in history. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> people who really put England on the map by force, usually. <laughs> Putting us on the map and saying this is England, but say uh, you were in Africa, no, England. <laughs> England, yeah. Oh. I mean, like, is there a, Maybe, is there a uh, Scotty, is there a Scotty Bowman statue anywhere? No like idea. There? No idea. So get, Maybe they'll get, get more David. like get more manager statues over here, really, don't they? Yeah, you do. And players, I guess. Yeah, player statues over here are the, are the equivalent of banner, you know, um, retiring numbers, aren't they? Because we don't do that over here, do we? Like in no. football, we we pass our numbers on to the person we th- like. The Manu number seven is a big deal, or the Liverpool number nine is a big deal. So well, the the only time that we retire numbers over here are when people die, really, generally. Like um, ah, oh, John Fashnew? Did John Fashnew die? No. Justin Fashnew? No, not thinking those guys. No, the did Justin Fashnew die? Yeah, he was a famous death because he was... Um... Yeah, the uh, first city, wasn't he? Oh, I can't remember. It was a long time ago, though. A long time ago. Like I'm talking like early 80s, maybe. So number number 23, maybe? I don't know. We should abandon this conversation more because clearly we both have no idea. <laughs> I have absolutely no idea what we're talking about. So we, um... <laughs> Let's just leave it there. Let's not try and dig ourselves out of this hole. Uh, yeah, so as I was... <laughs> really? Uh, fucking whatever. Um, <laughs> pick Fine up Justin Fashnew. <laughs> R.I.P. Uh, anyway, what were we saying? Come on, come on. Well, I was going to say we should have a. There should be a banner for David Poyle, maybe. Like you know, the most successful, unsuccessful manager uh, GM in history. Maybe the, the winningest GM without any meaningful wins. <laughs> yeah, I like the most unsuccessful, successful. Or the most successful, unsuccessful, because it it encompasses all things. No, what we need is winningest, winningest regular season GM. <laughs> yes, oh yes, the most winningest regular season banner for David Poyle. I liked um, uh, a Twitter thing. It was uh, at Sarah Jenkins XO said she had a picture of all the players and then the three banners behind them, and it said. Uh, when you lie on your CV and it says you need five ex- experience, so you pad it out. <laughs> that's, that's so true. <laughs> when you're writing like your CV or your resume, you start writing things down that you've not done for sort of six years. I answered the phone once to somebody in France. Oh, I'm multilingual. <laughs> Stuff like that. <laughs> Workplace experience and international relations. Yeah. <laughs> that's so true. Oh dear! Well, while we're talking about a team that plays in gold, oh there we go. How do you feel about the other team that now plays in gold once in a blue moon? The uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins. The uh, of Pittsburgh. The Pittsburgh Hockey Penguins. That that's sort of what I was going for, but I um I flopped. I I, I got stage fright then. Sorry about that. Shouldn't have erected the stage before I started recording. Really, that's <laughs> fine. Uh, again, Matt Murray has a uh, another concussion, which is uh, this isn't good news. It's the yeah the third third time in his career. <laughs> no, it is not. So, no, <laughs> uh, that it is not. 
<laughs> you know we could do that with every conversation we have, don't you? We we could do that all the time. <laughs> Sometimes you have to just skip past it, Will. All right, all right, we'll do that again. I'm going to keep it all in. And I'm going to do it again. Matt Rowe has a concussion. Devastatingly, it's his third concussion. <laughs> it's the third time there in his go. career that he's been diagnosed. Um, he got one in practice last February and missed nearly a month, and then he got another one late in the 15-16 season uh, when he collided with Braden Shen uh, when he did the Flyers. <sighs> this is bad news. This is really, really bad news. I mean, 24 years old on your third concussion already, and you already, you know, not even a case of third concussion. It's a case of third concussion. Okay, you need to take some time out of this for the time being. And and who knows how many more he's had since his, you know, before his, excuse yeah, me, before, before his first, career started. Yeah, before the first one was diagnosed properly. Uh, Jesus, man. I mean, at what and, point does at what point is he going to say, shit, this ain't worth it? Not until it's too late, to be honest. I don't, I, I wouldn't imagine. Isn't there something there that he's already got two? He's already got two rings. Does that make a difference? Do you think? No, nah, it probably, you, it probably makes him more hungry, though, doesn't it? No, I can't imagine that for a second. I don't know because, like, because Sagan always, if cause you... Sagan won the uh, won the cup in his first year, and then he hasn't won. Yeah, like we say, he's only played like seven playoff games since. Um, and yeah, it's not like he's sitting around. You know, he, whenever he's asked about that, he says, "No, nah, it makes me more hungry because I haven't been back since." But you think that's maybe because he felt like he didn't really, really earn that first one? Do you know what I mean? He was he was kind of put in and out. He was in and out of the team, and he would they would bring him in for bits, take him out for bits. Whereas, if you're in the team. For the whole, I know he wasn't. I know Matt Murray wasn't for the first one, but for the second one, if you're in the team for the whole time and you're the guy, starting goal, like, sort of thing. Yeah, like I have, a, I have, a, I have accomplished that goal, and I think it's easier. I mean, fair enough. If you're, if a doctor, you know, if you're sat across from a doctor and he says, I, I think you should consider maybe looking at other avenues. Like, you know, you can't do this anymore. Maybe coaching or something. If you're looking down, you know, if you're looking down and imagining at home, oh, well, I have got two cup rings. I mean, it's not like I've wasted my career and never made it. He's already made it to the top of the mountain. That's easier than if you're sat there thinking, oh my God, I've never even, like, even if you've never even got to a cup final or something, you know? It would be well, easier, wouldn't it? If he ends up as the modern day George Vesner. Yeah, or, yeah. You know? Just, I don't know. I, I, I think it's easier for him to take if he's thinking, well, at least, you know, at least I've made it. Yeah, I mean, I, I can't see that just because because of how these athletes are wired. Like, you know, they're not wired to give in until they have to give in, sort of thing. Yeah, and especially if you because know, he's still young, he's still young. If he was maybe thirty, and he has two cup rings and he's got concussion issues, yeah, that might be a different issue. But imagine telling a twenty-four-year-old who's you know top of his game basically already has two championships and is hungry for more. Like ah, uh, you probably should give up. You know, call it a day. I just, I just can't see him doing that. Which probably isn't a sensible thing to do if it if it is a danger. But that's just how I think it'd go. And the the thing that's you know gave me pause for thought is, is I don't know about you, Dan, but it feels like you don't see that many concussions for goalies. And like no, I said, you're right. Murray's had three in what is 
he's in a three-year AHL career. No, you're absolutely that, right. That's worrying in itself. Like either he is personally susceptible to concussions, or he's just been very unlucky. Either way, he's got he's had more than the average. I know. I was wondering about his contract as well, thinking about because he's not got that he's not got the like that big deal. You know, he signed obviously a um, a bigger contract, I think for three point seven, wasn't it, which ends next year. And you would you would have thought after that if he was still. If they were still making late rounds in the playoffs, or even making the playoffs, they were just going to say, "Yeah, this is our guy. He's fine. He's solid. Let's sign him up to a big, you know, a nice big contract." And that might have make him think as well. Is that okay? Well, if I can just play for another couple of years, if I'm okay, yeah, I'll get that nice big fat deal, and then I'll be all right. But then now, but does that make the Penguins look at him and think, "Well, maybe now we're not going to give him that, give him that big deal"? <sighs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know because. I mean, he's he didn't have the best year last year, did he? No, that's true. But then the people who came in to relieve him didn't either, did they? When when the backups no, like no, it's very not, true. Well, like Tristan Jarry and Casey DeSmith. Yeah, I mean, God, Tristan Jarry had that goal against the um, was it the Rangers or the Islanders when he fell over like my wife after too many glasses of Pinot Grigio. <laughs> He just like he just went down, didn't he? Like slipped over on the ice somehow. You are absolutely dragging her. Um, <laughs> but can you but, tell she's left the room? <laughs> Somebody gave it away. Yeah, and 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 you make a good point because you know they very publicly had to put all their eggs in the Matt Murray basket when when they traded um, Flurry to the Knights. Yep, and you know, like like most teams. You've got to stick with your starting goalie, really. Especially when you've got one who's proven to be an exemplary goalie. I mean... Exactly. If you're you're 23 and you've already got two cut rings as a goalie, yeah, that team's going to be like, well, this is clearly our guy for the next 10 years. There's no reason to not believe that, is there? I think think he's averaging a 9.30 save percentage in the playoffs, something along those lines. Yeah, it's something actually quite stupid (laughs) that you just wouldn't do. (laughs) So some would say ridiculous, yeah, unthinkable. But this is it. So like, yeah, I I don't think the Penguins would hesitate to. Ah, they probably would hesitate, but I think they'd ultimately have to give him a big contract, and they would go out Rick DiPietro style. I guess. And I, I mean, I wouldn't. I'm not sure I'd speculate on how much, but it would, you would think they would maybe shave off a bit. You'd, they'd shave off something, wouldn't you? Instead of them saying, oh, we'll give you eight or something, but well, how about six? <laughs> yeah, I think it, it'd end up looking like the John Gibson contract or the yeah, Kyle yeah. Hellyback contract or something like that, rather than Kerry Price money. But then, but then part of me thinks that the, the Gibson Hellyback contracts are going to be, for younger goalies at least, that's what... The, the market is sort of set at to an extent. I don't think you'll see another goalie break 10. That, no, that no was, way. That was in the position that Bryce was in. Like, Sergei Bobrovsky, if he hits um, if he hits UFA next year, he... I don't think he'll break 10, but he would, you know, have the potential to. I don't think... I don't, I don't know, because I think now... I wonder if coaches are maybe looking and thinking... We don't need to spend that much money on a goalie. You can you can find. I mean, hot goalies can sometimes just come out of the woodwork, can't they? Like Matt Murray, a case in well, point. 
they just, as we haven't like yeah they they just sort of once as a goalie you get on that hot streak that's it I mean well um, Holt being the Holt being the playoffs last year like gets benched and then comes in after two games obviously two games down against the Jackets and that's it you know the rest is history he makes that you know he makes that that save um, and he's you know he's written his name in history forever. Because just because he got hot at the right time, and that can happen sometimes with a guy making nine hundred grand a year or two million a year or something. Exactly. Like it's, but I, I still think when it comes to like, so in a way, like Tavares last year, Bobrovsky's going to be the biggest goalie to hit free agency for you know in the cap era. Yeah, I still think that you know GMs are gonna. While their rational brain might be saying, oh yeah, anyone could be a good goalie, their, their sort of irrational brain is still going to say, yeah, but it's Sergei Borovsky, I've got to throw nine million at him for eight for seven years. I don't know. I don't know. I just, but, I think it's, somebody's going to do it. Somebody's going to do it. Somebody who doesn't have a goalie is going <laughs> to pay that money for him. You know what I am? I am giving these GMs too much credit, aren't I? There'll be one that there'll be one out there stupid enough to throw like nine and a half million at a goalie. You just know. But who's you know like fucking you know Lou in Long Island if Robin Leonard doesn't work out? Like yeah, there are plenty of teams out there who don't have elite goalies. In fact, you probably say most of them don't have elite goalies. Yeah, it's true. Like any one of them who hasn't isn't already locked in money wise and term wise to a goalie. Could easily be a candidate to throw money at Sergei Bobrovsky, hoping that he, you know, the leopard changes his spots and he starts saving, saving pucks in in the playoffs. That's what I'm going to say. Oh. I was just going to say though, isn't that the thing that the the, the concern with Bobrovsky is? Is that he he can't do it in the playoffs? I mean, this is the thing that was um, leveled at Pecorino after the Preds went out. Is that he just yeah, but... he fluffed it completely in those games, and that was it. They, you know, they're gone. I still, I still think that like there's enough hubris in these GMs that like if you've got good regular season performance and you flop in the playoffs, there are still plenty of GMs out there that will just think, oh yeah, but our team could protect him. Yeah, we could, we could work it out. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I suppose. Oh, it's it's just because he was playing in that system, whatever it might be. Like the the sheer ego of these GMs to make him think. Think to be any different in their squad is you know prevalent. It's the sheer the sheer bloody mindedness, isn't it, of a GM? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, and to an extent, that's what got got on the job in the first place. No, yeah, good point. That's a good point. Um, all right, let's move on from that. Did you? Uh, I've got to talk about the um, the NHL seems to be getting a bit more fun. Well, and I use that term hesitantly because it could all come crashing down because <laughs> <laughs> it's the NHL after all is, I, uh... is wearing a big red coat enough to turn a league around he's <laughs> wearing a big red coat like M. Bison and then cupping your hand to your ear <laughs> is that taking it too far Will? let's discuss um, I, hey, <laughs> wouldn't have happened it. on Lose Watch <laughs> <laughs> well I'll tell you back in the day when the boys on the pond you could have got speared for putting your hand to your ear like that it's a disgrace it was amazing I loved I loved Patrick Kane and Austin Matthews doing that we need more of this so much more of this I, th- I think and the I... best part of it was seeing um, Matthews like enjoy the yeah, situation chuckling just chuckling to himself 
Yeah, I mean, you got to love it. Obviously, uh, you know, he's a guy I love to watch, still love to watch now. And, uh, you know, when that happens, I think all you can do is just kind of sit back and laugh. So, um, you know, he's an unbelievable player. Yeah, I mean, that's like, that's like entertainment right there. You know, I was, uh, wasn't really happy when he did it. So, uh, you know, it was nice to get a chance to score and kind of do it back to him. Because I think that's, that's a real confirmation of, right, there is actually a bit of personality like, to, to these players. And do, have you listened to the Matthews interview on Spitting Chicklets? No, not yet. I tell you, I've become a massive Austin Matthews fan after that podcast. Like, he is... He's a funny guy. He's got a personality. Like, he was. Did you watch his um, What's in the Box yet? The, the Matthews one? I, I still haven't seen a single What's in the Box. Oh, wait. Yeah, he was great on it. And I, I know I was laughing and joking, so he got spooked by the coconut on the egg, but yeah... He was amazing. He was so funny, and he just—he was genuinely, really, really enjoying himself and just having a laugh. And yeah, all in on the guy. Great guy. It's—it's it's a problem where when you have a head the size of a GMO watermelon, like you sort of <laughs> automatically presume to have little to no personality whatsoever. Chuck on the fact that you're an NHL hockey player means you're absolutely doomed. But now I've, I've got—I've got faith in the kid. And and again, when you chuck in like this GQ thing, the thing with Patrick Kane, like. Yeah, I think I'm starting to be turned around a bit to the fact that the league might be all right in five years. Like we might actually have some some characters in the league. There might, you know, the F word might be prevalent. Whoa, let's not go too far, Will. Jesus Christ! I mean, it might might be potentially. Well, we can hope. It, it reminded me of um, the whole, you know, Kane copying Matthews' uh, celebration thing. Reminded me of. When uh, Mike Rupp did it to Yaramir Yaga in the Wimbledon oh, Classic, yeah. yeah, that was just fun. I mean, not quite on the same level. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say um, Rupp to to Yaga is quite keen to uh, Matthews, but um, yeah, Patrick Kane's nowhere near as good as a player as Mike Rupp was. So that's, that's a harder, <laughs> hard comparison to make. Yeah, it's a fair point. Fair point. The Carolina Hurricanes also embracing fun. Look at this. This is brand new. They line up on the blue line. Led by Justin Williams. No team in the NHL does this. They're backskating. Keep an eye on it. That's what you get from this team. This is just fun. Yeah, here it is. Just flat out fun. The little celebrations. Is, it, is that fun or is it just a little bit awkward? Just <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I yeah, it's it's progression, and in in the fact that you know they're showing some emotion after winning a game, and they're showing appreciation to the fans, which I'm I'm all for. But I mean, yeah, I don't I don't like it. It makes me a bit uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, you fucking killjoy! Uh, you, just, you, find, so you find cringy, it cringy. Like, you're going to say cringeworthy I knew you were going to say cringeworthy uh, mate, it's just so yeah it, what's wrong with just raising your sticks in the middle like what, what's that because that's the fucking boring Will because that's fucking boring look here's my stick yes well done that is your stick you played with that stick hockey let's go home fuck off yeah, but, come on what? What about lining up single file on the blue line and clapping your hands above your head? Is any more interesting oh. than that? Like, sorry, well, do you not follow football? 
has the Icelandic volcano celebration not taken over the goddamn planet? That's the same thing. Fans do it all over the world now. And people love doing it. It's like the huddle at Celtic Park. It's like, it's like, like I've said for ages, hockey fans, please put songs to popular pop songs and make your own song into them about your team or a player. It's the best thing. It's the best thing when you all get chanting together. Or like slagging off another player or something. Make comments about him. Christ, can you, Christ, Jesus Christ, well, can you imagine if Austin Watson played for a football team? Like the chance it would be about him when he came back to the when he came back in his first game. Can you imagine? That's the best thing. <laughs> That's that, what it's fans would still be singing about bloody Mike Ribeiro and Bobby Hull. Like. Yeah, exactly. It's like John Terry. It was he never got over that <laughs> same old Terry fucking cheating <laughs> because like on and off the pitch. You never get over that. That'd be the that'd be the best thing. This is just a start. Well, you got to start somewhere, and the hurricane. I'm all for it. Hurricanes, I'm with you. I'm with you. I mean, Keep I doing mean power, power to them, but I'm just glad it's not my team doing something as fucking lame as that. Look, the first guy through the door is always going to get shot, okay? <laughs> like, <laughs> they're the first guy through the door. A couple of them, yeah, all right. <laughs> it might not work. But maybe other teams are going to start doing stuff now. Maybe other teams are going to start doing better things. You've got to start I, somewhere. Uh, At least it's something. Yeah, I hope so, but I feel like our, our energy can be focused on... Yeah, there are plenty of things about the league that are boring that I would like to see changed and you know, restrictions lifted and, and expression being had elsewhere. I mean, fan appreciation after a regular season game is not not particularly high on the list for me. <laughs> I know, but it's a start, Will. It's something, isn't it? it it's definitely something. I'll, I'll give you that. I cannot, I cannot in good faith argue that, against it being something. Exactly. And here's the thing as well. There was um, the Philadelphia Eagles coach, uh, Doug... Ah, uh, Christ. Doug, Doug Christ. Pedersen? That's a bit of a, bit of a name, isn't it? <laughs> he was always under the shadow of his brother, unfortunately. <laughs> Doug. Hey, Doug. Peter. Do you want to uh, meet my brother? Peterson. Doug. <laughs> Doug Peterson. Peter Pedersen. Something like that. Anyway, he said that he told his players, you know, I want, you're playing a game that hundreds of thousands of people would, would die to play. They, you know, it, it was their dream and they never made it. You've made it. Play the game, but don't be robots. Have some personality. Have some fun with it. You know, enjoy yourself. And that's what these guys are doing. And, people, and before the season, people... I get it. It's only four games in. But the Hurricanes are looking... You know, they've had a little nice little decent start. And good on them. I think it's... Uh, yeah, I think it's good. It's the start. Well, we've got to start somewhere. A, a little bit of housekeeping here, Dan. You might want to like mark this part of the recording where you said the Hurricanes have had a decent start and just sort of extract it and save that snippet for next year and the year after and the year after that. <laughs> I know. But, you know, young team, Svechnikov's putting up some numbers, Warren Fogel's playing really well. I'm not, I'm not fucking... Yeah, some geezer that I've never fucking heard of isn't going to change the the Hurricanes' fortunes. It's, especially when their fortunes aren't being changed. This is exactly what happened last year and year before that. Like, Warren Fogel, who I'm still pretty sure is actually a glitch on the NHL app, uh, isn't going gonna, isn't gonna to make the difference for the Hurricanes. I'm sorry to, to have to break it to you. 
I really hope, you know what? I really hope they win the cup now. <laughs> I really <laughs> hope they win the cup. <laughs> Just so I can come back and say, I fucking told you so. Game, Look, game seven, saying... double overtime yeah. in San Jose, Warren Fogel. <laughs> <laughs> he strips Carlson. <laughs> Just like top cheeses. <laughs> Go, goes proper late 90s, early 2000s football celebration, lifts up his jersey. He's got like a Nike vest underneath and it says, who's Warren Fogel? <laughs> <laughs> Why always me? <laughs> or he just like or he just runs to centre right starts clapping and then charges the boards at the end <laughs> I'm hoping after he scores the uh, I'm hoping after he scores his double OT winner he lifts up his shirt with a fuck Will Everett <laughs> vest underneath it <laughs> I'd, I'd be pretty I'd be pretty happy with that I'm pretty pumped with that wouldn't you actually yeah I'd be alright I'd, I'd feel I'm like that's one of my one of my best most influential takes ever if that happens yeah all right, I'm not saying they're going to win the cup or anything. I'm not saying, all right, yeah, they've had a you know a nice little four game start. I'm not saying that's anything. I'm not saying it's anything. But before the season, everyone was saying about them, and you know they're probably thinking, yeah, let's just go out there and try and have some fun with it. And you got to you got to start somewhere, Will. I mean, what's the what's the alternative? Again, fucking raising your sticks to Santa Rice. Oh God, well done. You know, I want to I want to see teams commit even more to being dour, lifeless robots. By um, giving them <laughs> yeah. all like, the same haircut and stuff, <laughs> shaving their heads like army boot camp. I mean, that's what Lou, that's what Lou does, isn't it? Like no beards, no facial hair. Lou yeah, is a fucking yeah, but Lou, Lou's a bloody liberal compared to what I want. I want no names on the back of jerseys. I want um, you know, no names on the program like they used yeah. to do in the old days. <laughs> They're just called Player One, Player Two. <laughs> The crest on the front should be even bigger to make you realise what you're playing for. No numbers, just a crest on the back as well. <laughs> no numbers. All the sticks are sprayed like matte black. Yeah. <laughs> no tape. <laughs> Everyone has to wear the same size scape. Yeah. Oh dear. <laughs> this can't end well. That's what I want in my, in my perfect Stalinist NHL. Yeah, it's for the for the good of the team. <laughs> it's the hot fuzz, isn't it? It's for the for the greater good. <laughs> I, I haven't seen hot fuzz, unfortunately. Oh no! Oh my god! Call yourself an Englishman. That's just shambles. It, it's even worse. Where I'd give um, I'd give Simon Pegg a um, a bash or a smash or whatever it was. Smash. You'd smash gonna, Simon Pegg. I'd, I would smash. Like. Uh, Shaun of the Dead's fine, but well, no. oh my yeah. god! Yeah, nah, not never, uh, not about it. I've never heard anyone describe Shaun of the Dead as fine. It's amazing. It's such yeah. a good film. Not and so all much. the little in, all the little in jokes, and everything are all great as well throughout the whole series. Ah, oh, I'm devastated in you. I'm devastated. Yeah, sorry, mate. Oh, well, Just, uh, um. There was a uh, at um, at point twenty one gaming had a good thing uh, about the hurricane celebration, which is how long till someone separates their shoulder doing this, which will be the thing that puts a halt to it, won't it? <laughs> like so as, as they're skating towards the ice, like someone catches a toe and just takes a header into the boards or something. <laughs> as they're skating towards the boards, don't, don't even joke. What celebration? Yeah, the guy you guy broke his wrist at roller the other week, just stopping behind the net. No. Yeah, just stopped behind the net, did the old lean too far back on his heels, put his hand out, snap. 
There you go. Yeah, that's Poor it. Guy. That's what's gonna put. That's what. That's what'll put an end to this. That's what'll put an end to all the fun. Will you fucking fun Nazi? Tom, Tom Dundon said, "I'm not paying for that. Those medical bills, boy." Yeah, it's your own fault. It's nothing to do with me. Did you see? Uh, did you see Patrick Lyne's comment about uh, Mira Heiskanen? The the uh, disrespect. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what NHL? I. The NHL's been a, the NHL has been a lot of fun this week. It's been really good. Lots of things have made me chuckle heartily. So, um, how did it go? Can you remember exactly how it went? Oh, not word for word, but it was basically Heiskanen was asked about Line A because they're um, so Line A's like a year older than Heiskanen, or like yeah, they're close enough in age or whatever. And Heiskanen said, "Oh yeah, I remember playing against him back when we were kids when we were like ten or eleven or something." Then Line has subsequently then asked, oh, you know, Haskinen, sorry, has said this. Um, do you remember playing against him? And Line says something along the lines of, no, I don't, but good for him, <laughs> or something like that. Yeah, he said uh, something like um, Haskinen, the reporter said to Line oh, Haskinen said he remembers, he remembers playing against you. And Line said, oh, really? I'm not, I, don't, I don't think I remember him. And he said, and he said oh, Haskinen said he remembers you. And Line went, yeah, I don't remember him, no. No, I don't. That was it. Oh shit! Kilaine just throwing shade all over last after last week as well. Like, so, so pa- Patrick Laine asked if if he remembers playing against Mira Haskin and Laine. No, that's a long time ago. Reporter, <laughs> he remembered you, Laine. Okay, yes, good. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> it's even one word answer replies. It's brilliant. Yes, good. I don't. <laughs> I don't. So there's, there's two things here. Like on one side, fair enough. I can't remember anything from when I was like ten or eleven, and like you know, Line must have played thousands of hockey games since then. But on the other side, fair play to Line for not just you know be, being polite. You know, he did, doesn't even dress up his his um, dismissal of the question. It's just pure. No, nah, mate. Sorry, I I don't remember him. Like. Good. I'm glad you remember me, but nah. Yeah, he's that's not the hockey way, is it? He would have said, uh, "Oh yeah, he was a great player. I remember him. <laughs> I remember him being a tough opponent." He's just no, don't know. Sorry, got no no idea who he is. Or not even like the whole. Oh, uh, you know, well, Miro's been a fantastic player for years. I, I mean, that was a long time ago, so I, I, it's hard to remember every opponent you opponent you remembering and remember uh, every opponent you've played against, or so, you know, some nonsense like that. Just straight up. Who? <laughs> oh, fabulous, fabulous! And then, obviously, we have to have our weekly gritty update. Did you see? Uh, did you see gritty with the uh, with the stuffed sharks? At the uh, Where, I saw, no, I'll rip it. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. And I saw it with the uh, more with the shark. Um, oh, I know it was, it was sharky with the with the pumpkin, wasn't it? The, the pumpkin, pumpkin, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Gritty was at a store, wasn't he? Like ripping all the sharks off the uh, off the shelf, and then like jumping on them, dropping elbows, like stomping, punching them. And then Sharky retaliates with a, uh, I must admit, not as good a comeback, which was a uh, a pumpkin dressed as Gritty, with the hashtag Pumpkinhead, and he just dropped it on the floor and smashed it. Yeah, it was a bit um bit lo-fi the shark's response, I thought, which was which was a bit of a shame, but um, what he should have done. He should have had. I mean, this writes itself, really. He should have had the smashing pumpkins playing in the background. <sighs> Mate, I mean, of that's he should have. 
and then picked an appropriate song. Smash Pumpkins ever write anything about ice hockey? I don't know. Probably not. <laughs> I, uh, but, uh, I don't think so. No. But that would have been, you know. Bullet with butterfly wings? Wings make you fly? <sighs> Shit. Bad. That's not bad. It's it tenuous, worse. but it's probably the best. Yeah, it's tenuous, but it's probably the best we've got. But absolutely borderline, which is fine. That's what I aspire for in life. And then something else that was fun, which uh, you didn't hear about this, but I, I wanted to mention this because it reminded me of, of a story I had, was um, uh, the City of One Thoughts um, blog, article, whatever you want to call it this week, not the podcast, the uh, the written verse, was the uh, a story from the, the Capital Stanley Cup celebrations. So the morning after they won, they couldn't find um, Alex Chiasson anywhere for the bus ride to the airport. So they're thinking like, God, where is he? Can't find him. They um, knocking on his door, no answer. They go to security. They get him to open the door. There's no one in his room, but all this stuff's like all over the room. They're in a rush, so he said like we didn't even look. We're just we're just packing things up, throwing everything as we can, stuffing stuff into cases, pack it all. They go and like so they leave the, his uh, his bags in the room, ready to go. They run down to the bus, and he's outside. And they said, oh, well, like, fucking hell, where have you been? Like, we're trying to get on the bus. He said, oh, and she asked, said, oh, I've been in Starbucks. And they said, oh, well, we've packed all your stuff. Let's go. He said, my stuff's on the bus. So they said, no, no, we went to your room and packed. He said, no, no, it's not. <laughs> they didn't know. But Shia-san was unhappy with his room and changed his room without them knowing. And they went and just packed up some guy's stuff and like, just packed it all away. That's amazing, isn't it? <laughs> isn't that? Because that, it's just that guy going back to his room, like, the fuck has happened here? Why is somebody Where packed all my stuff? all my stuff? <laughs> yeah, why has it all been packed away? <laughs> but it reminded me of a story um, that was... Okay, so when I was like 16, 17, that was my first, my first foreign holiday was when I was... I think I was 16. And my auntie and uncle, um, I was really close to them. And my cousin, who's like kind of like my brother, really, <clears throat> they said, well, we're going to take you and him on holiday because he'd been he'd been having kind of um not trouble at school but i'd been kind of like helping him through some stuff and i'd been i was an absolute tear away at this point nothing terrible that was to come uh, much later spoilers but i was just a bit of a a bit of a yobbo shall we say a bit of a handful i was yeah i was always up to mischief you know like just i mean things that would just like go you fucking dick why are you doing that but to me it was kind of hilarious Anyway, so we're on the plane. Those three are sat together. It was, it was they got the, the flights like super cheap. It was something like we flew at something like three o'clock in the morning or something. It was oh like ungodly. God. Yeah, for my, for my first ever flight as well. It was ungodly. Anyway, so I'm on a I'm on an aisle seat on my own. They're all sat behind me. I'm super excited for my first holiday. So I'm wired. I just cannot get to sleep at all. There's a businessman next to me, well, he was, he was dressed in a business suit. I assumed he was a businessman. He was dressed in a you know full-on suit and everything. Maybe and he was then, just an old-school plane passenger. <laughs> yeah, it might have been, yeah. From back in, back in the day when you wore a suit to get on the plane. And then, I can't remember who was next to him. Anyway, we get on the plane. Everything's kind of ready. This is back... Obviously, there's no... Obviously, this is like 20 years ago, because, yes, I'm fucking old. There's no iPods... You know, it's pretty much you've got a sort of a cassette player and or a CD player, and that was about it. And I had like three CDs, so 
listen to them. I'm like, I'm just, I'm just wide awake, but I'm bored. And as you know, Will, idle hands make for the devil's work. <laughs> so, this guy next to me had taken his shoes off. So I'm just looking at his shoes and thinking, where can I put them? <laughs> to like, <laughs> so he can't find them. So, I take his shoes. I open up the overhead locker thing. I mean, like, seriously, there was maybe like two people awake on the whole plane because I just I was looking around because I stood up to, I stood up to kind of look around, but to make it look like I was just kind of having a bit of a stretch, like a bit of a walk up and down the aisle kind of thing. And there was no one awake. Everyone's practically you know, everyone's asleep. So I go into the overhead bin. I open the overhead bin, unzip his bag, uh, not my bag, his bag, and I put his shoes in his bag thinking oh that's quite you know that's funny that's hilarious it's not it's fucking stupid but whatever anyway and i keep i I want him to wake up because i want him to look for his shoes and i want me to be there to see him looking for his shoes because that's the payoff for me anyway he stays asleep the whole flight he just he never wakes he doesn't i mean literally the wheels go on the floor and he's like oh i'm like oh fucking hell so then at that point as he's kind of like coming to as we all get up to sort of leave the plane, he's still sort of half asleep, and then he starts looking on the floor. But now I've got to go with my because, like, we've landed in Corfu, so now I've got to go with my aunt and uncle and my cousin, so now I don't get to see anything. Now, luckily at Corfu, when we got off, we were right by the the, um, the arrivals bit where the um, where the the, the carriage uh, thing is for the for the bags and stuff. So I can see, I can now see the plane, and the guy's still not come off. So I'm just like. <laughs> Oh my god, what's happening? <laughs> it's just like I've got the visions of this guy just fucking going, like ripping the plane to pieces, ripping seats out, all kinds of stuff. He then comes off the plane with like two security agents. They're not, he's not, they're not escorting him, but he's clearly said, Look, where the fuck are my fucking shoes? Get someone on here now and find my shoes. So he comes off carrying his bag. I put the shoes in the wrong bag, it wasn't <gasps> <No>. his bag. <laughs> It was someone else's bag. Probably the guy sat in the window seat that was also asleep. So this guy... The payoff for me then was, obviously, this guy in the window seat has gone back to his hotel and found a pair of shoes in his bag that weren't his. And thought, what the fuck are these? Where have these come from? So it's, it's gotten even better and you still won't see any result from it. Yeah, I'll still oh never see any result from it. <laughs> it's that ridiculous. I'm such an idiot. Oh god. <laughs> That's proper like Dennis the Menace come peep show sort of thing. Oh totally, totally. That is that is something else, Dad. Do you know what's the weird thing was it at the time it just seems so obvious as well. It just seems so like well yeah, of course I've got to take your sh- of course I've got to hide oh, yeah. shoes. Who I wouldn't do to, that? Uh, <laughs> this is a logical this is the next logical step for me. Yeah, that was still, that was so it. The logical steps were me looking down. Oh, his shoes. Well, I've got to hide them. That was it. It wasn't even a. What shall I do with his shoes? Nope. Got to hide his shoes. Oh dear. <laughs> hey, speaking of things that may have uh, <laughs> that have gone hiding, will Kevin Shankirk's not having a great time of it in New York at the moment, is he? It, uh... it would it would appear not with a cheeky little healthy scratch for for your young man Shat Deuces. Yeah. With his um, what pointless in four games minus is it minus three minus four? On yeah, that's not good. Um, 
And now, a couple of things on this. Is this is this an intentional uh, an intentional tank? Because Kevin Hayes has also been um, Kevin Hayes has also been sat down, hasn't he? Oh Christ! Um, and Nemesnikov uh, uh, as well. And he's been playing fourth line for a lot of the season, anyway. Yeah. So no, no. I mean, Kevin. I know Kevin Hayes is like the rumors that Kevin Hayes is going to be traded. They're just going to use him to. Because I think you know, I think I think Kevin Hayes is a good. I think Kevin Hayes is a good player. Um, yeah, I don't yeah, know. definitely. Is, 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 yeah, there was obviously some sort of issue with him in in the Rangers, yeah, whichever end it's um, originating from. But when he signed that one year five million contract yeah. over the summer, rather than being locked up full time, they obviously don't see him as part of the future. I think with this string of scratches from Quinn, the new new Rangers head coach, it does reek a little bit of you know asserting your dominance, sort of you know setting an example for the younger players of look a power move. This is yeah, yeah. It's, it's a bit of a power move. To to some extent, it could just be he wants to play the younger players, which is fair enough. But I mean. Yeah, I, I, it reeks of, of old school NHL power move, if you ask me. The thing is, though, if you're, you got to say that if you're if you're pointless and minus four through three games. I mean, we said at the start of the season, you know, this this isn't this isn't a terrible team. All right, fair enough. They've got you know they've got gaps, and that's you know, I mean, most teams have gaps, but this isn't. If this was the Sens, you'd be like, well, yeah, of course. But it's the Rangers who, you know, they haven't. They, this team is not terrible. They've got some good players. I'm just wondering. I mean, they've made in the past sort of what 16 months or something like that. Like you know, Stepan's gone, Nash has gone, Grabner, um, oh, who's trade, uh, yeah, who's the big trade at the deadline? Not even that one. McDonough, McDonough. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, there you go. And in the last, like the last two drafts, they've got in the last two drafts, they've had five first round picks. So I mean, there's definitely a movement towards. I mean, there's definitely a movement towards youth, isn't there? Oh yeah, they're they're tearing themselves up for the future, undoubtedly. But I just, uh, I don't know, and and you know, it's only three games in. I, I don't think. I think if if, if uh, Shattenkirk and Hayes are getting scratched later in the season when the games really matter, then I'll see it as oh yeah, maybe there's something afoot here, but. No, nah, I, I, I can't read too much into a, to a scratch of in the first week of the season, no matter how badly a team's playing. Not even for two established players, though. Not even for two guys who you think, I'll just have a quick word with them and just say, come on, guys, you know, we, I need you to step up a little bit. I need you to kind of, you know, you, it's, it's up to you. I mean, Christ, I mean, Shattenkirk's the highest paid player, aside from obviously Lundqvist, but he's the highest, you know, highest paid um, outfield player. Skater, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you I would d- think like you would not maybe see him and just you know, have a little word in his ear or something like, "Come on, Kev, I need you to you know g these guys up a bit. You know, you need to be my guy on the ice kind of thing. You're making all this money, but to just bench him after." And also the thing as well is that a guy who's as established as him, would you not give him a, you know a bit of grace to say, "I need you, you know, like five or ten games. Let's let's step up a bit, shall we?" And if he doesn't perform, then then fine. But after three games, isn't that just a bit? I don't know. I mean, it might be indicative of like a bit of an issue between him and Quinn, but at the end of the day, this is a this is a league made up of, you know, healthy scratching and bag skating as and bench shortening as, 
you know, learning tools that, that coaches see. And I know David Quinn's a brand new coach to the NHL, but that's still ingrained into the sport right down to the lower levels. So, I mean, it's nothing It's nothing unheard of. So, I think, yeah, I think I'll, I'll give it a bit of time before I, I start panicking on behalf of other Rangers fans. But, yeah, I think we'll we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. I mean, the interesting thing is if they can get a first... If they do tank, and they can get, a, you know, maybe get a first for Kevin Hayes at the deadline, we're looking at maybe the Rangers having the uh, a nice little problem with the Abs <laughs> if they split, like they split the top four between them or something. <laughs> like, one, and, one and three and two and four, all the way around. <laughs> I mean, it'd be so. Oh, God, yeah, it'd be something, I suppose. Um, yeah, I don't know. It just seems yeah, odd as well to do it with those. It just seems odd to me to do it with those players. To, but then those, I guess those players aren't going to question, are they? It's the, it's the hockey thing of I'm not. I'm not going to ruffle the team. I'm just going to fucking. I'm going to take my shit sandwich and eat it on the bench. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do it with a smile on my face. Yeah, but like, ultimately, as we said, Kevin Hayes doesn't appear to be in their future plans. You know, sure as hell that. In an ideal world, Kevin Shattenkirk is not going to be in the Rangers' future plans just because of, you know, by sheer virtue of, of his date of birth. Not that he's a bad player, just to, well, not that he had the best season ever last year anyway. But, yeah, so I can, I mean, I'd be more worried if they're scratching players like, you know, Pavel Buchnevich and, and Mika Zbanejad. I think to an yeah, extent, true. at this stage of the game, scratching Hayes and, um, and Shattenkirk is no different to, I don't know, scratching Ron Hainsey in, in Toronto, you know? like. I See, I disagree. I really disagree. Especially on Shattenkirk. Dude, he's the highest, he's the highest paid skater, dude. He's 29. He's not a kid. You don't need to send a message after three games to a 29-year-old. Like, you know, essentially, at 29, you're essentially a veteran, aren't you? You don't need to send a message like that, do you, after three games? Yeah, but it's, talk, it's not about... To him. It's not about sending a message to Kevin Shattenkirk, it's about sending a message to the rest of the team. You know, younger players who don't necessarily get it in the same way that Kevin Shattenkirk does. It's about making an example of Shattenkirk to show that the other, you know, to show the player that you're particularly angry with, look, this could happen to you if you don't buck your ideas up. <laughs> if I can beat up the bo- if I can beat up my best player, imagine what I'll do to you. Jesus Christ! Yeah, yeah. He's like, I'm not saying it's a rational thing to do, but I, I think it's, I think that's what's happening here. Fair enough. That's 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 how I'd uh, how I'd explain it. Okay, I mean, I'm still thinking it's intentional tank, but that's just because I like, want it to be. That could come in come into <laughs> it as well, but at the same time, I don't think that. Yeah, you know, GMs GMs tank, coaches and players don't tank, you know? Yeah, that's true, that's true. No, no. Yeah, tank, tanking comes from, from much higher up in, in the tree than young David Quinn. High tank. It's a high tank, not a mid tank. Yeah, no, absolutely not. <laughs> All right. Tanking from the top and now we're here. Speaking of... Uh... Speaking of teams going off to a bad start, one person that has not gone off to a bad start is you, Will, as you took the first week of uh, Man vs. Coin Flip. What's the most you've ever lost on a coin toss? Call it. I've, uh, I've been two. told many times, Dan, that I'm smarter than a coin. And you are, yeah. 
Not by it's me. It's been proven again today. You have been. <laughs> All right. Yeah, because obviously you picked the... Uh, you picked the... <laughs> you both picked the Sens, didn't you? <laughs> Over the Leafs. That was Absolute genius move. I mean, in, you know... You are right. It was a lot. There was no even the best thing was there was no even any doubt in your mind, was there? You just laughed and said it has to be the it has to be the sense. Like why wouldn't I pick the sense? There was no just, doubt. Just, it just had to be, and it was. So it seemed obvious. What more could I like? What our life? All right, let's get into this week's games then. Uh, Oilers Rangers, the aforementioned Rangers actually. Oilers. Oilers. Okay. Uh, Blues Blackhawks. Oh, got to be the Blues. Has to be the Blues. Cheeky little start for the Hawks there. Jonathan Taves uh, earning that $10 he's, million. He's putting up some numbers, isn't he? He's done okay. Desired, decided to turn up this year. Thought, yeah. all right, <laughs> play a bit of hockey. Why not? Treat myself. Uh, Red Wings Canadians. Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> oh, that's rough. Um... It might not seem like it, but sometimes I do pick games on purpose. There are some on a day when I just go, oh, that'll do, fuck it. Like Oilers Rangers, I was like, ah, Oilers Rangers. And I saw Red Wings Canadian. That's I thought, game. oh yeah, that, that one, that one. He won't like that. This will give him pause for thought. Um, yeah, for sure. Ah, mate. I could, I could argue myself either way, but I'm going to go with the Canadians. Okay, this is interesting. Uh, Panthers Flyers. Oh. Luong- yeah, Luong go out uh, two to four weeks, isn't he? Oh, yeah, he is. What did he, what did he do? I don't know. Something. He left. The, it was. I think. Yeah, I think he twisted his knee. I think. I got. I read lower body injury, um, and he left yeah. during the game. So yeah, that was it. Just old age, unfortunately. <laughs> um, I've got to go with my dark horse cup prediction. So I've got to stick with the Flyers, really, haven't I? Okay, and then uh, Canucks Penguins. Go on then, Canucks. <laughs> <laughs> God, you this is the nasty, year of a... nasty little man. This is the year of you picking the underdogs. <laughs> just, I feel it. Pettersson is going to make Crosby look like an absolute schmuck. Okay, so this is actually weird this week. Is that this week you've both gone every single game opposite to each other? Ah, oh, excellent. <laughs> Isn't that even? That's even better. That's even better. Ah, oh, Christ. Okay, let's say you do then. All right then. Um, that's it for this week. Anything else you want to mention, Will? Anything burning a hole in your little hockey brain there? Uh, um, <laughs> no, nothing Nothing yet. Nothing, <laughs> nothing yet. Like there's going to be like an addendum to this podcast. I'm going to come back tomorrow in case something happens. You just, oh God, I should have said this. Oh, now that I think about it. Yeah. Um, no, um, I'm just a bit disappointed with the stars so far. I know they've got two wins, which is good. I know they've played well, but um, 11 of the 12 goals they've they scored have been scored by Jamie Benn, Tyler Sagan, Alex Radulov, and John Klingberg. So, um, yeah, that's not ideal. Not hey, dude, you're, t- yeah, you're talking to a guy who also has a team where if the top line doesn't perform, we kind of don't really have much else, <laughs> as was proven in the playoffs last year. Yeah, it's looking a bit worrying. Looking a yeah. touch, you know. I, t- I don't want to get too depressed just yet, <laughs> but I've not got high hopes for this to change. 
It's amazing, isn't it? We're both sitting two and one after, and there's 79 games left, and we're both already saying, "Ah, oh, fucking hell! If those top lines don't perform, we're fucked." Like, can't we just enjoy our two wins? Nope. It's it's just a problem where it's something that was you, you know, can see it coming. last year. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. and yeah, it's, it's like the self fulfilling prophecy and stuff. It's true, yeah. We've done nothing to we've done nothing to um, try and sort out that Bacchus or Krejci deals in any way, and you just know the same thing's going to happen again. And the, and the stars still don't have a second line; they've got three yeah. third lines, which is good in some ways, but when it comes to scoring goals, it's not particularly good. I know we need to we need to somehow amalgamate our teams so that we have a first and second line that's really, 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 really good, and then yeah, I, I think that'd be good, and then we could have. But I think you could probably take any two teams in the NHL and make a considerably better that, team yeah. by combining their best players. <laughs> Funny that. It's a fair point. It's a fair point, yeah. All right. Cheers listening, folks. As always, it's uh, get touches on Twitter if you need to. You want to winge us or anything like that? Because God forbid. <laughs> if, you, if you need to. Know. Not, not if you wouldn't. want to. Only if it's a no. need. If you need to. Not if you want to. If you need to. Uh, I'm at Dan Straight's Edge. Will you are at W-E-V-E-V-E-R-E-T-T And obviously uh, Two Bits on Book Number two, number one um, I guess we just Our last words But uh, Will Any last words? Um, no Funny enough Alright then We'll see you later Peace